The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're talking to you from Fountain Hills, Arizona today, and I'm so delighted to welcome you to the show the show's brought to you by Slim Roast Coffee and Valentis All Natural Products. I've lost 40 pounds now drinking this coffee, and I'll continue drinking it for weight management when I do reach my goal. I have a ways to go yet. Look at the right sidebar of the self-improvement blog and click on the cup of coffee if you want to know more about it. It's all natural, it's safe, and it works. That's the key. It works. While you're on the blog, look at the picture of today's guest, read her bio, uh, because you're going to want to know more about her when you hear what she has to say today. You know, like most of us, I thought I grew up in a great family. We had a lot of fun together. We, We seemed to communicate pretty well, but I felt loved and I felt safe. Now, I was one of the lucky ones. You know, looking back on it now, I see that we had our share of dysfunction, but I still think I was one of the lucky ones. I was never told that things were not possible, and I was never told that I was not okay. When I graduated from high school and entered a school of nursing, I thought I could accomplish anything I set out to accomplish. I'm deeply, deeply grateful for that. My mother didn't even tell me that there were jobs that were for men only. You know, I thought I could do any job I decided I wanted. Um, I was surprised when I got married that my husband didn't share the same idea of happy family because we did a lot of things together and had a lot of fun. Looking back, I realized he'd never experienced one. There was no fun in this dysfunction now. And I learned that everyone didn't have the luxury of learning they were okay. He certainly didn't. We both carried emotional baggage, and I didn't have the skills to navigate through it with any degree of equilibrium. A divorce after 25 years left me wobbly but still standing, and I've spent time healing those emotional scars. I wish I had known today's guest and had access to her wisdom back then, and I, I can still tap into it now. We all need a little tune-up now and then. Dr. Audrey Sherman is a licensed psychologist working with clients who want to be free from the emotional baggage that's keeping them from living 
happier, more fulfilling lives. Don't we all want that? Her specialty is helping people overcome anxiety, depression, and anger using her self-help program, Dysfunction Interrupted. She believes that happiness and hope really can be learned. A lot of people say they can't. I agree with her. She has worked for hospitals, court systems, and multidisciplinary medical clinics, as well as owning a thriving private practice. Most recently, she's established Psych Skills Institute, a personal development company in Fort Myers, Florida. She's the author of the book, Dysfunction Interrupted, How to Quickly Overcome Depression, Anxiety, and Anger, Starting Now. She offers workshops and retreats and is available to speak to groups. It is my honor and delight to welcome Dr. Audrey Sherman to the Self-Improvement Show. Audrey, welcome. Thank you, Irene. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation to be on your show, and I look forward to talking with you and hopefully sharing some good information for your audience. Well, you're, you're what I consider the perfect guest because you're really into things that people need to hear about to make their lives happier, give them the equilibrium that they need to navigate this, this walk. Let's start with my, my always first question is this. Tell us about yourself. Who is Dr. Audrey Sherman? Well, um, I guess to start, uh, as you shared, I'm a licensed psychologist. Um, most recently the author of the book, Dysfunction Interrupted, How to Quickly Overcome Depression, Anxiety, and Anger Starting Now. Um, I enjoy helping people overcome these problems and design a life of their own choosing and helping them to understand where maybe the problems came from and uh, taking away some of that blame or stigma they may feel and just kind of help them get on track to feel better quickly. Um, on the personal side, I'm married, I enjoy golf, I enjoy reading, traveling, uh, funny stuff, funny shows, I love humor, I use a lot of humor in my work because I think it helps us, uh, it helps our brain to release some endorphins and whatever, and that always feels good, so I'm, I'm big on anything funny. You, you've recently developed the Psych Skills Institute, tell us a little bit about that and the work you do there. Uh, there, I, I work with individuals or I work with groups and do workshops on uh, everything, everything from overcoming depression to designing um, new careers, new relationships, anything that has somebody feeling like they're just dragging or having problems to move through it. Uh, we work with that sort of thing. I do psychological personality testing and even career testing, career assessment to see if we can help find a better, um, you know, a better fit. If someone's just really unhappy in their career, that can be enough every day to wake up and dread that to cause a depression or an anxiety problem as they feel like they're just kind of stuck there. So we work kind of with all of all of those sorts of things um, individually, again, or in groups, or you know, however it kind of works. Some things lend themselves better to workshop format, and some people prefer to work through things just by themselves. Now, you have a website called psychskills.com. Yes. I, I, I want our, our listeners to know that you have a, a couple of free downloads. The one you know that caught my attention is called How to Stop Wasting Your Life Being Depressed, Anxious, and Unhappy. 
the top 10 strategies of emotionally successful people. I really encourage everybody to go download that. That is such a, I want to call it a healthy piece. Uh, do, Do you have other places on the internet people can find you? How's the best way for people to find you and get this handout and get in touch with you if they want to? Uh, that is the best way, the psychskills.com, um, and that free download is right there on the home page, as well as another uh, handout or another free download having to do, or its title is How to Break Free from the 12 Dysfunctional Thought Patterns, and those you can actually print off. It's kind of a checklist and tracking sheet, so it helps you to understand what they are. It kind of goes along with the book as well. Um, I encourage anyone who's read the book or is reading the book to download that because then they can... They can, it's a tangible, you know, they can take it to work, they can take it around and keep track of the different patterns that they're engaging in that are causing them to be miserable. And, you know, it's kind of fun at the end of the week, you can really, if you've checked them off as you go, like, yes, I do this, yes, I think like that, there's 12 really specific ones. And um, as they, at the end of the week, when they check them off, they're like, oh, wow, I do that all the time, or, oh, I see, I see what I was doing. And once they correct that a little bit, they're amazed at how they It, it makes it totally... I used to say, all, when I'd make a mistake, I'd say, how can you be so stupid? When I mm-hmm. realized what I was doing, you know, now it's like a hit in the head. When I, If I ever say that, I, immediately I hear it. How can you be yeah. so stupid? Well, I'm not stupid. I just made a mistake. Right, right. And you're labeling yourself. Well, I, and yeah. that label is depressing. You know, to think that you're stupid is depressing. <laughs> so. Now, when I read the 10 strategies, my question had to be, what does an emotionally successful person look like? What is that, an emotionally successful person? Yeah, that's what, you know, sometimes we're not, if we don't have that to model from or to learn from, we have no idea what that feels like. You know, we kind of, you know, we may see people on television or whatever, and we think, geez, it might be nice, you know, to be like them, or they don't seem to have the problems that I have, but we really don't know anything about them. And that's where I think like traditional psychology and therapy um, hasn't put enough emphasis, and that is, you know, we work on what's wrong all the time, but we don't work on what's right, or we don't help the people who are stuck with, you know, emotional difficulties, we don't help them to see what is, where is a better place to be or whatever. And so these 10 strategies of the emotional successful people are really just things um, like, you know, having a plan, having a destination, knowing where you want to be in life and knowing that you're in control of that. You know, some of us don't even think of that. We just kind of go through and whatever happens, happens and we react rather than having a plan in place so that we aren't always reacting to things. If you think of the old pinball machine when you let it loose and it just yeah. kind of goes, you know, all over the place and hits up against stuff and, and bounces, that's us. Without a life plan, that is us, rather than being able to pull that lever and the ball just goes straight. And I know a lot of the, the new generation probably has, you know, no idea what I'm talking about because this game is so old, but that's what it always reminded me of is just willy-nilly, flying around, and that can be um, it can be depressing. And then uh, the, the second one is making a commitment. Emotionally successful people always make a commitment to themselves to be the healthiest, the best, the happiest, pick a job that they want to be happy with because they feel like they deserve it. And a lot of times if you're, you know, 
uh, struggling with any kind of emotional dysfunction, part of what's in your belief system is that you don't deserve it. You're not, yeah, you're not good enough and you don't deserve to be better. Yeah, and that you're not in control of any of that. And and not being in control, research shows over and over and over, when you don't feel in control of your life, it's depressing and it's anxiety-provoking. But people who, you know, enjoy a relative amount of emotional success, they know they're in charge of that and they feel good about it and they're able to... You know, I mean, things can happen to any of us that we're not obviously planning for, but the good stuff, the career plans, you know, all of that, that we are in charge of it. We can make that happen for ourselves. Um, and it's just having the plan to get there and, and having maybe somebody to mentor you through it. Most emotionally successful people find mentors or they've had mentors or they've played sports where they had coaches or, you know, they've had someone, a church, you know, a a pastor or someone that took an interest or whatever. They've, they've had somebody to kind of help them because if you haven't come from a family that was able to instill all that, you need somebody to teach you that, whether you, you know, read it or listen to it. People used to think that if you needed a coach or you needed counseling, that it was a sign of weakness. No, it isn't. It's just a sign that you have some questions and you need some help. <laughs> you know, we, we go to school to learn so sometimes we go to a counselor to learn a different kind of thing. Uh, it's time for us to go to break. I don't want to get into something new because there's so much we want to cover today. So this is Irene Conlon with my guest, Audrey Sherman, saying stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Audrey Sherman, 
who has written a book called Dysfunction Interrupted. When I saw the subtitle, I thought there's no way anybody could have pulled this off. The subtitle is How to Quickly Overcome Depression, Anxiety, and Anger Starting Now. How can you quickly uh, overcome any of those things was my thought. People spend years and years in therapy over this, and how are we going to start now? Well, I read the the book absolutely to the end, um, and I think she did it. it. It is just the most solid book. So if you have any of those things going on, get on Amazon right now or get in your car and go get the book. Um, just just trust me, get the book. <laughs> Audrey, I, I really thank you for doing this. I think it's going to help so many people. How did you come to write this book? Oh, gosh. Well, it's a program that I've used in therapy for years. And it was one that I just felt like this works, you know, based on the feedback from my clients and stuff. I wanted to get them there quickly. Uh, a lot of people, their insurance uh, runs out, you know, they only get six visits or seven or eight or, or whatever. And you really, you know, I feel the obligation. You have to help them within that time or else they have to start over. And that's where the year after year of therapy comes in. So I tried to think, you know, what, what helps them the most? What helps them the fastest? What gives the most hope right off the bat? Because once we have hope, we can, you know, we become enthused. Um, so it was kind of all based on what can I quickly get out there for information to them to make them feel better fast. And depression, anxiety, and anger, are they all kind of walk a fine line with each other. It's not like they're always a, a totally separate entity. A lot of times they all exist there at the same time. So anyway, one of the things and what it constitutes the first part of the book is the um, the different family styles you may have come from, the different family styles that, that lead to different sorts of dysfunction or that they just haven't been able to share information that um, that you need to be emotionally successful. And this takes the blame, that stigma we were talking about, it takes it away. It's just, okay, this isn't something wrong with you. It's not a brain disorder. It's not a chemical imbalance. This is just something you didn't learn. Um, or this is something that, you know, maybe your family uh, was just too involved in other things themselves, drug abuse, you know, the really terrible stuff that we hear about. And those parents are just not available, really, to their children to teach all the life lessons that you kind of need. So the first part is kind of like that. But everyone that I saw, everyone, I can't tell you through the years, had some sort of a background like that. And it wasn't that their parents didn't love them. Um, you know, most parents try to do the best they can, but if they don't know, if they've also come from some, you know, sort of dysfunctional background, then they don't have that information to share. So it's not about blaming your parents or any of that. It's just about, okay, here's where the problem came from. Um, the second part, uh, you know, a lot of times there were problems uh, that my clients didn't understand. Like everyone understands what it is, depression, anxiety, ADHD, anger. Those terms are always all out there in the media. But there are other terms like codependency, attachment problems um, that are big relationship bugaboos, things like that that aren't quite as uh, common and, and we don't know as much about them, but they lead to depression, anxiety, and anger um, just as much, they're, they're a culprit like any other thing. Uh, so the kind of the whole second part of the book is describing those things that may not be as 
uh, commonly known. And then the third part is what to do about it. And these are the nine things that I found that if I put people through those in the program, they feel better quickly. And it's not that I'm a miracle worker or anything. It's just that they've come to understand what's going on. They are now armed with the tools and techniques that help them to become an emotionally successful person. And these are the fastest, quickest, most reliable ways that I know of, that I learned in my training, that I've researched, and that get, um, you know, in, in when you study the research, you can see what's working, what's not, the studies that have been done. So why, like, why use something that's not going to work? I oh, never I could totally understand agree that, you. you know? As I went therapy, as I went through the book, it, it seemed like it was just a really nice transition. You started with, let's look at families. You know, here's what happens to people in families. Here's some of the things that can come out of it. And, and in that piece, it's like, you know, people can relax here. Oh, it's not all my fault. You know, uh, everybody's got some of this. You know, we're all in this together. Other people have made it, so maybe I can too. It seems like that's the feel of that first part. You know, to me, that's mm-hmm. that's what I would have got. Would If I was really searching for this kind of help, that would have helped me get into the book. And then you talk about all the things that can come from it. I mean, you really go into that. Oh, yeah, well, you know what? And that sounds familiar. And then in part three, people really get to do some self-awareness work. Uh, it's uh, Now they're ready for it. Now they understand all the things that we share. Uh, other people have this too. She wouldn't have written about it if other people didn't have it too. It's not just me. Right, and very right. gently right. you lead them into, let's take a look at this. What do you believe? What? And I found that the work with beliefs is one of the hardest things people have to deal with because they don't know how to pull away from what they were told was absolute when they were a kid. You know, yeah. This is the only way that you can think and believe. And they've never had a chance to think it through on their own. Do you find that that's true in your practice? Yes, yeah. Um, a lot of times they, they never even think to question or to go back and question that far. They tend to feel that their problem is more immediate, yeah, that it's something happening right now, you know, and, and a lot of times what's happening right now is just a symptom of what what you've gotten from your background or your family, and you're just not sure how to do, what to do with it. So you carry on patterns or behaviors that are based on what you learned way back when, and they're not getting you anywhere. And once it's pointed out to you that it's not getting you anywhere because it's not even your own, it was just something kind of handed down to you, not like the gene pool, but it's still handed down to you like a behavior or thought. And um, learning that you can make a change and that it's not a a chemical imbalance, it's not something that you can never get over is, is, I think, very hopeful. Oh, I think it's very, very hopeful. Um, one of the questions I always have, you know, my brother and I grew up in exactly the same way. They're twins who grow up exactly the same way, doing the same thing, going to the same school and having the same friends. But they turn out completely different in terms of their outlook, their positivity, their, you know, their emotional stability. 
it's always interesting how that comes about. You know that we can grow up in the same place and be in be so different in our reaction to it. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, a lot of that comes from you know we are all born with a different temperament. So how our environment reacts with or works upon that temperament is always kind of different. You know, you, you hear people say, oh, you know, well, my, my brother was always a little more high-strung than, than I was or, uh, you know, a little different in personality. So those things can have a, a difference on how it is. But also um, people outside the family can have, a, and the activities and the interactions that you have with people outside the family can make a difference as well. If you go to school and you're bullied, or you don't do well, maybe you have a learning disability, or you learn a bit different than your brother, whatever, you start to get messages from your peers, or from teachers, or, you know, anybody out there, to start to work on you as well. And if those are positive interactions, then that's wonderful. And if they're not, if your experience of life and others is a bit different, um, or a bit, you know, more negative in some way, then you tend to start I want to start being different, I guess, or diverging from the family sorts of dynamics. Um, so your, your family can be telling you wonderful things, and you could go to school and somebody's calling you a dummy or that your hair is crazy looking or, you know, something like that that's just as harmful, just as hurtful to a child, if not more, coming from their Yeah, peers. sometimes more, yeah. Yeah, and so that can make a difference, too, and why one child comes out different and than the other. Um, so all those sorts of things, you know, temperament, personality, even if you, you have an illness and you miss school for a long time, a lot of times that creates you know, anxiety in kids and then maybe they tend to then see the world as a scarier place. Uh, a lot of things can interact like that, but they're all usually can be understood. Exactly. One of the things that I, I really loved is that you started in, in the Part, in part three, when you are wanting to disrupt the dysfunction, you start with self-soothing. I wonder why we don't teach self, self-soothing self in the pediatric pediatrician's office, number one, and in the schools, number two. It's such an important concept. It really is, because when we don't, that's what leads us to do all sorts of nutty stuff. You know, all the stuff that we look back at later and think, oh, my gosh, why did I do that? Or how could I become involved with that? But it's that desire to eliminate anything that feels painful. And, it's no, you know, it's natural. It's normal. Every living thing seeks to avoid pain, whether it's emotional or physical. Um, but when we start doing destructive things, such as, you know, drinking too much, eating too much, taking drugs, uh you know, shopping too much, any of those sorts of things, then we actually cause more problems for ourselves than what we started with. So in emotionally successful people, like I referred to there on the download, they have an arsenal of that stuff to self-soothe. They're taught very young that, okay, whatever you're feeling is temporary. You know, it might be painful, but you don't have to act on it. Or if you have to act on it, you do something helpful, constructive, that you never take these destructive paths that, you know, those of us who don't learn that take the destructive paths because unfortunately the destructive stuff sometimes feels better faster. You know, eating that Twinkie feels pretty darn good (laughs) in in the moment, but then, you know, I'm 50 pounds 
later, it doesn't. Uh, doesn't it doesn't feel good. so good anymore. But you still, in that time of crunch, you'll turn to the Twinkie if you don't yeah. have something else to do. Yeah, uh, something that's soothing and comforting, and you know, we all need to be comforted. And a lot of times, our families aren't great at that. You know, if they just haven't been taught to be comforting, then they certainly don't teach you to comfort yourself. Or we don't even need skill. know how to say, hey, I need help, I need comfort. You know, right. sometimes we, we don't know to say that to somebody. Right. And on that note, we're going to go to break and self-soothe by doing a little advertising. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Audrey Sherman, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Audrey Sherman, who's written this amazingly good book called Dysfunction Interrupted. And she's answering questions today like, you can't believe it. It's so good. One, we were just talking about self-soothing as one of the first things you really need to learn. How do you make your own self feel better so you don't have to turn to other means to do it, means that may be destructive? And then you talk about cognitive-based work. Talk a little bit about <clears throat> cognitive-based work and the, you know, the big advantages they get from doing this piece of it. Well, the cognitive-based work, Irene, is really the crux of a lot of it. It, it comes from um, cognitive uh, behavioral therapy, which is a therapy that um, it's very popular 
and it works. It's really been shown to be the most effective. Um, and so I like it very much because it works quickly. It makes sense. People understand it. And it's just learning, um, like with the download there on the, the homepage, it's learning the um, thought patterns that, that you're engaging in that keep you unhappy. Um, for example, one of them is called black and white thinking. And that's where you see everything is one way or the other. There's no gray area. And you can see where, when you think that way, it can keep you very, very unhappy because it's, sometimes it's a very judgmental place to be, especially if you're judging yourself. You know, like what, your example would be, um, you know, thinking I'm, I'm stupid. Well, if you're thinking in a black and white way, you're thinking, well, I'm stupid, or either that or I'm not stupid. There's no gray area where maybe I just made a, a mistake or a whatever. So you can see where that can lead to some difficulties. Um, there's also one called the forecasting or, or future future telling where we get out our crystal ball and we see a big <laughs> yeah. disaster, you know, before we even, we have no idea what's going to happen. But what we cook up is like a huge horror story. You know, when we think of maybe something new, like something that would be really exciting to us, but instead of plunging forward and doing it, we get out the crystal ball, we see all this horrible stuff that could occur or embarrassing or, you know, whatever. And so we don't do it. We allow it to keep us stuck because we've gotten that out. And, you know, obviously all of that is of our own doing. We don't know that any of those things would happen. We're just thinking that. And probably based on the fact that somebody has said before, don't make a fool of yourself or, you know, that's dumb. Oh, what if people laugh at me? Yeah. Right, right. Yep, all of that, all the what ifs, that's a big cognitive thing. I'm glad you said that. The what ifs, you know, what (laughs) if this, what if that, what if my, you know, hair comes out, what if my whatever, you know, it's, it's, there's an endless supply of what ifs. Um, And so the cognitive work is all about that because there's an equation I use and it is called P equals TR. And that is that your physical response equals your thought response or your your thought. And that is that for every thought that you have, there is a physical physical response. So when you think something like, people will laugh at me, you automatically kind of become anxious. And that is your emotion. Every, Every thought we have has an emotion that follows it. So when you're thinking, you know, I'm depressed, I need to take medication or this... It's more depressing. It creates fatigue. It makes you feel terrible. When you think, oh, I'm going to do something cool today or I'm going to travel or something, you know, that might make you feel really good. So then you feel kind of uplifted or whatever. And when you think something like, you know, I'm going to eat a turkey sandwich, I mean, that can feel pretty good or whatever, but it doesn't have the emotional loading of something really bad or really good. So for every thought that we have, there's a physiological response. Um, I think I misspoke. My, my equation is T equals PR, thought equals physiological response. And that's a cognitive thing. So if we understand that our words are so important, that our, the words that we use in our thoughts, which are our cognitions, are related to our emotions, we just think our emotions are what they are. We don't realize that they come from somewhere. They, they don't just come upon us. We are creating those. We create so those. It's interesting... Kind of your your approach to this is very much the same as in spiritual work when they're leading you towards self-awareness. I mean, this yeah. is about self-awareness. And sometimes when you realize, oh my gosh, I've been saying, 
you know, every day I've been saying, I can't think of something negative right now, but something I've, I'm giving myself negative input. Well, then I'm going to get negative outcome. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what the whole cognitive-based section is about, is just becoming self-aware of those sorts of things, the, the sorts of bad emotions we're causing ourselves. Now, one of the things that I see you recommend is biofeedback when you get into some of this, uh, especially when you're dealing with some heavy-duty stuff like anxiety, depression, anger, uh, and your body is having some of the reactions it has. You talk about heart math and wild divine. I love them both. Talk just a little bit about what those two can do for you. Yeah, biofeedback's great, and I was so glad to see a little bit a little while ago, 48 hours or 60 minutes, did a program on it. And it was, you know, it's been designed, it works so well, and then insurances stopped wanting to pay for it or whatever, so unfortunately it went out of mainstream uh, therapy. But it is so effective because you hook up these uh, kind of electrode sorts of things to yourself, monitors, and or they do it for you if you're if you're working in an office with a practitioner, and all it does is allow you to see on a screen a real time of how your emotions are affecting you. Your heart rate. Um, some some things have all these bells and whistles, and they they measure brainwave activity and um, your galvanized skin response, temperature, all these sorts of things. And it's not intrusive; it doesn't hurt. They just you know put the little jelly things on your skin. It's nothing painful or anything. It's not dangerous. And um, then you, you, they'll talk to you. They'll have you have those sorts of things that you say to yourself, like we just talked about. And then you can see on the screen where it upsets you. You know, you get a little spike in the readout or whatever. Everybody's kind of, they've seen like an electrocardiogram or whatever, where the little spikes go up and down. It's the same sort of readout. Um, HeartMath and Wild Divine are companies that devise home use products, and those are great. If you can't get out, if your community doesn't have a biofeedback practitioner or your insurance doesn't want to cover it, you can buy them for home use, put them on your um, PC, and it will do the same thing. HeartMath has one that you can put your finger in, and it will measure a certain... um, you know, a certain amount, it doesn't do brainwave, of course, and all that. You're just getting one type of readout. But it has the same thing. You can see in real time what you're doing to yourself. And I find that so effective because, again, we tend to think our emotions just come out of somewhere or nowhere or something being done to us. And when you get this actual visual that, wow, you know what, I just thought something and that screen went nutty. You can yep. see that it's a product of what you're doing. And while divine, um, they make beautiful programs, you hook, again, you hook your fingers up, and then you, de- depending on how you're doing, it's kind of a game, these beautiful Oh, it's just wonderful out. fun. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're gorgeous, and they're fun, and it, it's such a learning experience. And you can't move on unless you're relaxed. <laughs> right, right, right. And so, you know, people that are anxious and stuff get really frustrated because they're sitting there, and they do the worst at it because they're trying harder and harder, and the lesson that they learn from it is letting go of that outcome or letting, you know, letting some relaxation take place. And then they see, you know, how strong they become. Yes. Lovely programs. I was delighted to see that you talked about them. Then you, you do some lovely things in this book. 
you you get them through the initial stuff and you give them some tools to work with and then you take them further. And I love the chapter on advanced thinking, I mean, the piece on advanced thinking skills. And you say this, and this is just so delightful. Focus on what you want, not on what you don't want, where you leave misery in the dirt, where you achieve your goals and feel excited and passionate about life. Goodbye, dysfunction. What a great quote. Thank you. (laughs) And you take, you're very definitely um, a subscriber to positive psychology, as am I. And it was fun that you took people then into advanced thinking skills and said, hey, let's create what you want. I'm assuming that was your purpose. Let's create what you want. It is. It, it was. It was, Irene, because what I saw as a problem with the traditional therapies is that people come, you help them through their immediate symptoms, and then you release them or whatever, they leave treatment. And then if they haven't gotten, and say that takes them then from like 1 to a 50 in terms of how they feel or 1 to 5, but you haven't taken them from 5 to 10. And everything that happens between 5 and 10 is what keeps them from relapsing. It's the, it's the tools, it's the things exactly. to learn to think and, and add to their lives that create the happiness so that they don't go back into a funk, so that they don't become angry and you know anxious and, and all of that stuff. So the advanced thinking, I feel, is just as important as getting rid of those immediate symptoms because actually when you're looking forward to something, when you're doing something like that, that takes care of a lot of it. And so I feel like it's just as important in someone's treatment as the traditional, you know, let's let's get over being sad yeah. kind of thing. I think that that's part you, of it. Yeah, you don't finish it once once the problem is solved. I no, mean, once no. they're out of the major dysfunction part, you you're going to say, let's make this beautiful. <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's give you yeah. some more here. This dinner has dessert. Yes, exactly. Let's take it so that, not that I don't want to see you again, but I feel like my job is to propel you forward so that you don't have to come back, so that you don't have to spend more time, you know, other than, I mean, people do, you know, uh, face other difficulties later in life and stuff. I'm always glad to see old clients because, you know, it's wonderful to see how they're doing and whatever, but for the most part, I want them to be able to take off and not relapse. I don't want them to... Yeah, you want them to fly. You asked the question, why not learn to think like successful people as opposed to those with dysfunction? I think that's a wonderful question. You know, a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists put labels on people, have a real problem with that. I didn't see that you label people here, but if anybody has a label, when you say goodbye dysfunction, you've pulled them off. Yeah, yeah. I don't like labels. I, I don't like that at all, particularly, you know, if if what is wrong with you only has to do with something you haven't learned or whatever, you know, I don't want to label that with a, a, something that's a stigma or something that creates problems, um, you know, down the line or, or makes you yeah. feel bad about yourself. You know, I have a friend who was diagnosed as bipolar. I don't know whether mm. she's bipolar or not, but she mm-hmm. hangs on that diagnosis like you can't believe. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's it, so it, overdone. Yeah, it's a wonderful excuse thing. for all kinds of behavior. <laughs> it's, yes. You know, oh, my goodness. Um, yep. 
On that note, a little dysfunction goodbye. We're going to go to our last break. We'll be back in a few minutes with more, so stay tuned. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Audrey Sherman. We're talking about Interrupting Dysfunction and her new book, by the title, Dysfunction Interrupted, you have a chapter on fear. So I, I'm, going to, I'm going to put it this way. Talk briefly about fear and take us to enrichment. Okay. Um, well, fear is huge. Fear is what keeps us from doing just about anything that we think we might like to do and then we don't. And um, it, it really can be just such a life sucker. And it can be a fear of physical danger or physical whatever, or it can just be, like you mentioned earlier, the fear of someone laughing at us, and it really can hold us back. So working with fear is a big, big part of treatment, and once you become a bit fearless, you know, it kind of comes in stages, you really start to have the world open up open up to you. So that that is a big part of it. And then on to enrichment, that's just adding all the things to your life that you would have had, would have done, would have liked to have added um, if you felt that either you could or whether you deserved it or whether it was for people like you or, you know, all the different limiting things that we have that stop us from doing that. Or sometimes we have a job that sucks up a lot of our time and we don't know how to add some enrichment to it. We don't know. So in that part, you know, I give specific exercises because that is so important. It's back to taking somebody from you know, the one to five where they might get in therapy to being that five to ten on an emotional scale 
of being emotionally successful. Emotionally successful people always have things in their life that enrich them, whether it's music, you know, art, activities, sports, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter what. It's, that's a personal choice um, based on your strengths and interests, but it's very important to have it. Otherwise, we just become depleted. We, we lose our personality. We lose who we are, and that's depressing. You don't get too old to have fun. Either. No, no, no. Always yeah. having something to look forward to and something to do, something to have fun. It keeps you young. It keeps your mind good. It's very, very important. I love this saying. I don't know who came up with it. Put the fun back in dysfunctional. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. <laughs> it just pretty much says it. If you have the fun, you're not going to be that dysfunctional, however, which is a right. really good thing. Another thing that you did that I think is very powerful in your book, and if you people who are listening to this think, I like this book, you're right. I highly recommend it, Dysfunction Interrupted by Audrey Sherman. Uh, even if you're not highly dysfunctional, get the book because you'll feel so much better when you work through these things. But you talk about body basics. Why is it important to take care of your body when what you really are trying to do is become emotionally balanced, emotionally healthy? Why the body? Well, we just can't separate them. You know, they they come together as a package. And so we, we have to work with both. And a lot of times we think, you know, they're separate somehow, whatever, but they're not. If we give ourselves a whole bunch of garbage to eat or whatever, you know, that affects our mood, it affects our blood sugar, and blood sugar affects your energy and your mood. Um, so they're all, you know, what you put in your body, how you use your body is all so related and so important to how then your mind works. Even if you're, you know, getting the proper nourishment in order to have the energy to do a sport or an activity or travel or, you know, whatever your enrichment thing turns out to be. So they are very, very closely related, your health. Also, if you don't take care of your, your health, in a, you know, reasonably well, um, that becomes depressing. You contract some sort of an illness or an injury or something, you know, based on that. So taking care of the body and the things that you put in yourself, and not to say you can never have a treat or a drink or a, you know, whatever. It's just not making those your mainstays. And again, back to the self-soothing, if you're very upset not to sit and eat four boxes of Twinkies or something, because that's really going to mess with your blood sugar and your mood for days to come. It it doesn't just pass quickly. Um, So those things are all related. So, you know, not to sound like some big fitness guru or anything, but it, it just is very important. And just doing any sort of a little exercise, anything, walking or something, makes you feel in control of your health. It makes you feel in control of your life and your body, and the more we feel in control and that somebody else isn't controlling it, um, makes us feel good. It makes us feel powerful and hopeful. So any, anything that you can do is all, always very beneficial. And, of course, you know, you get your doctors okay. If, if you have limitations, just find out from them what you can do. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm so delighted to hear you say that we work together as a whole. You know, you really can't divide us up into pieces. Although I'm going to say this, and I mean it, the medical profession has done that to a great extent because we have specialists in everything, and they don't always see you as a whole being. 
You see, you as a brain, right. and we are uh, a big picture. Yeah, yeah. We're we're a whole being, and everything interacts. And when the body's not well, the emotions can be all over the place. Yes. Oh, I, I I've had a weight problem, and and it was a, it's been a real problem because uh, nothing seems to regulate it. And I finally found something that has. So I, I'm losing some weight, but it's interesting because I had one doctor say, "Get a dog," and I thought, well, "What's the dog? What's the dog going to do?" Well, actually, I got a dog, and and it's amazing because now with the dog, we go to the dog park every day. I walk a mile and a half now while the dog plays. Oh, and wonderful! Yeah, you know, the dog is a wonderful company. So the mm-hmm. dog is doing all kinds of, of lovely things. And maybe people need to, you know, some people who are lonely, get a cat, get a dog, get something mm-hmm. that will love you and purr for you or, you know, wag its tail for you or whatever. You know, yeah. There, <laughs> there's all kinds of of things uh, to do uh, to, to help you feel better. Um. I, I guess I, I just really want to say how much I appreciate this book and the high note that you ended on, that you've taken people from anxiety and, and all kinds of stress and negativity into enrichment and fulfillment and fun. And, uh, you know, it, it's just such a lovely place to be. Uh, I, I thank you for that. And so I'm going to ask you, with all of that, what's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? I guess the most important thought I'd like is for them to understand to never give up trying to feel good, no matter what their past or what obstacle they're facing. It is possible to overcome these things and to enjoy their life. And even if they've already tried therapies, medications, you know, whatever, they may just not have found the right solution yet for themselves. They might not have encountered the right therapist or the right program or the right doctor or whatever and the solution that's right for them, but it's out there. And so to never give up help or hope, you know, we we weren't made to be miserable. That's not a life plan to think, oh, you know, it's just the way I am. It's the way my family was. I'm going to be this way forever. That's so depressing in and of itself. Um, so just to, to maintain that hope and to continue to look and continue to work on finding what makes them feel good. I think Rumi said something to the effect of our, our soul was created to live in joy or something like that. Lovely yeah. quote. Audrey, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, it's been wonderful. I, I loved the book. I hope everybody will get the book And what you've had to share with us today has been delightful. Thank you, Irene. Thank you very much for, again, having me on the show. And um, on on my website, I have my phone number, my email. If people have questions or, you know, have listened to this and would like to ask anything about it or about their own situations, I welcome that. And they're not charged for that. Um, Cool, cool. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Audrey Sherman, saying thank you for being with us today. Come back next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. 
Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.